Hello and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, May 31st, 2013. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere. This week, we talk about the Wemo Switch, Blink One USB, uh, Hue light bulbs, and the APIs that tie them all together. So please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. <laughs> I almost said Blink 182. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about Blink-182 this week, yeah. folks. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going back on vacation. <laughs> yeah, how was vacation in Kiss-Ask-A-Mask-A-Me? Uh, that's not where we went. No. No. What am I, I'm so confused. That's in August, remember? No, obviously. I oh. thought Boston was in August. No, Boston's in October. Oh, man. I'm off by one vacation. You are. <laughs> you're, you're, you're messed up your indexes there. Where the heck were you? Uh, we were in um, Cincinnati. Oh, so that's why I was confused about the birthday presents thing. I was like picturing you like shuttling a bunch of boxes all the way up to the middle of nowhere. No, no, no. Uh. No, that um, that vacation is in August. Mm. Uh, end, end of July, beginning of August. I see. Jeez, you're like off more than you're on. I know, I know. <laughs> Never, never take a vacation, and then I've got three scheduled back to back to back here. Wow, well, that's cool. But it was good. Excellent. Well, we it, it, like here. It's been all been status quo, uh, s- like super ridiculous weather, which is so very normal for around here. Uh-huh. But yesterday was in the low sixties, and today it was. I was just sitting at the counter, dripping sweat. Yeah, it was like 90 here today. Oh, so hot and humid. We were like, I texted Erica. I was like, we are buying an air conditioner tonight. So FYI. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Um, the the two-thirds of my family that has red hair <laughs> man- managed to get themselves sunburned at an indoor water park. <laughs> Those fluorescent bulbs. Okay, every time. <laughs> Well, they is, look at I asked Richard how he managed to do that. He goes, well, they have skylights. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's a few of them every now and then. <laughs> Jeez, we might be related. Yeah. I do not. I, I'm part vampire for sure. Yeah, he, he can get moonburns. So. <laughs> moonburn. yeah. and, and then there was the inevitable Kelly injury, but. Other than oh, that, yeah. the trip went great. So. Oh, so we had to reset the twisted ankle timer? <laughs> yeah, we had to reset the counter. Excellent. What'd you do? Um, I slipped and fell on some wet tile, and um, leg meets marble corner of, of, of counter. Uh, yeah, fun. it was not pleasant, but, you know. Yeah, well. I've had worse. <laughs> Ain't no thing. Your eye didn't shoot out while you yeah. were doing it. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a daily occurrence. So whatever we're used to it at this point. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's talk about Internet of Things, shall we? Okay. Yeah, I have a couple of things, and I know you have a couple of things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we we, we don't have any housekeeping, do we? I'm kind of jumping ahead. Housekeeping. I don't think so. Are we gonna Are we gonna try and do the the video thing next week? Yeah, next week will be the video thing, dear listener, where we we uh, we walk Take through ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Doing like a live, live, painful live coding. We suffer so you don't have to type of thing. Yeah. 
So that should be super fun. So put that in your calendar. And uh, we're going to have some sort of audio version for the podcast, but there'll also be a video accompaniment for you to enjoy at your leisure. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, I think that's probably the only housekeeping. I think so, yeah. Um, but yeah, Internet of Things. So I, I got a whole bunch of new gadgets this week, but what's, uh, what's your your news in that area? Uh, well, I just had a couple of interesting observations to make um, that, that while we were gone, my entire interaction with the Internet, and I would say, the com- well, I guess the computer, but by computer I mean phone, um, pretty <laughs> yeah. much, pretty much all of it was by voice. Really? Yeah. Why was that? Yeah. Well, because typing on a phone sucks. Interesting. And so I'd be like, I'd say, you know, I, I need directions to such and such place. And it would tell me, and then in turn, Siri would find it and I'd get the turn by turn navigation. And then I'd say, you know, and it, it, the, the map that that Apple came up with it for us to, to get to where we were going was different route than we usually take. So at one point, we're like, well, we want to stop somewhere and eat. And so I said, okay, find nearby restaurants. And like instantly it comes back there, you know, there, there are 15 restaurants near your current location. Mm. And it just, it was, I've, I don't think I've done that much computing without typing in a long time. Yeah. You know, you know responding to emails rather than typing them out. I just do the, the speech to text translation. Wow. So, yeah, because because I hate the the phone keyboard. Mm-hmm. Like That's I had a I had a tablet with me for for better typing, but I ended up not getting it out and using it. Yeah, just, isn't that, isn't just that talk interesting? Instead. Yeah. Yeah. So, when you're normally using your phone, you just mm-hmm. never type or you just don't use it for you just don't use it for that kind of stuff. You just I use normally like a phone. just don't use it for that kind of stuff because I'm never away from a computer for that long. Mhm. So, like, I may read an email on it, but unless it's urgent, I'll just wait till I get home to reply to it. Right. Interesting. I oddly enough, I have been doing a lot more of uh, voice input on the Nexus Four mm-hmm. because I've been using Google Now more and more, and anything. <clears throat> it seemed like when I first started using it, I was like, "Meh, this meh, it's okay, it's pretty cool," but. There's not that many cards that apply to me because I don't care about sports and I don't care about the stock market and mm-hmm. I don't really care about anything but my email. So like, yeah. it's I just don't. There's just all these things it does that I, are interesting to me. But the more you use it, the more you're like, wow, like by it's like 50 percent easier to just go straight to Google now and ask it something than it is yeah. to do anything else. And e- I even and and. It's I've finally broke the barrier of starting to use it while other people are around. Mm-hmm. So for the longest time, I would never use Google Now or voice input anyway, when, unless I was like by myself and I had a long search query that I didn't feel like typing out or something like that. But if I was in, if other people are around, I would never use it. Yeah, because um, you feel like an idiot. Yeah, it's just like, but it's funny because I've been using it. So I think sort of two things have happened. Um, one is that I've been using it so much that I trusted to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that stupid thing where you're like, you Repeating know, like eating yourself four times. Yeah. 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 Like this, the voice prompts in like a credit card company when you're like, yes, or, like we did not understand. <laughs> I said, yes, yeah. we did not understand. I'm yeah. sorry. Could you yeah, repeat like, your, 
think when, when Richard first started making our mortgage payments over the phone, he's like, Richard Shaver, Richard Shaver, <laughs> yeah. Richard Shaver. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. When it gets to the point where you could just drive to the bank branch eat more easily than calling them, it's pretty bad. Right, right. But so that was one big thing is that I know it's going to work. This is like always works. In fact, it's it's at least as accurate as um, as like autocorrect, mm-hmm. you know, because autocorrect will like throw you under the bus all the time. Yeah. Like I should have it shut off. Yeah, I do have it shut off. But uh, I'd like I'd re- I prefer my spelling mistakes to its wrong autocorrections. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so I, the big thing was that I started using it enough that I trusted that it was going to do it right the first time. And uh, and the other thing is, as awkward as it is to be t- talking, it's, it's weird to say this, but it seems awkward talking to your phone. <laughs> it's like what you're yeah. supposed to do with your phone. But, <laughs> um, but when you're talking to Google on your phone, it's still... It feels awkward and it feels like it would be social. It's rude almost. Mm-hmm. But stopping and typing out this long query that I was going to type out is just as bad. Even more rude. Cause, yeah, because yeah. no one knows what you're doing. That At least yeah. when you're talking, they know that what you're searching for is in the context of the conversation or something. Yeah. So I, I think we're both in agreement that... Uh, it's it's time has come it has become useful in a lot of normal use cases it has and in fact even even richard who has refused for years and years and years to even carry a cell phone Hmm. because he finds them totally useless and and a smartphone even more so was like oh this is this is handy this is cool we're gonna we're gonna use this from for all of our trips from now on (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah, last time I had to go to the airport, I was coming from uh, Erica's parents' house because our floors were getting redone, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure I knew the be- I knew one way, but I wasn't sure it was the best way. So I, you know, I got in the car and whipped out the the Nexus, and I was like, "Direct me to you know, I need to get a TF Green. I want to stop at a Dunkin' Donuts on the way." And it was like, "Yeah, bleep," you know, takes yeah. you right there, no problem. It's 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 really really good. Uh, so that's interesting. It's uh, obviously ties in with Google Glass, which is is pretty much almost purely voice activated, not completely, but yeah. Did you did you see the photo I sent you of the the Buzz Aldrin with Google, Google Glass? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about worlds collide. Yeah, like what goes through your head? <laughs> right. Yeah, I've walked on the moon. You know, I. Yeah. I went to the moon in a spaceship that didn't have as much processing power as the glasses I'm wearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yep. The other, the other little interesting experience that I had, um, not, not specifically internet connected device, but I don't see why it couldn't be. Um, we were we were staying at a, a Great Wolf Lodge, which I don't know if you're familiar with them or not, but it's a, like a what? Great Wolf Lodge. Oh no, no. No, I'm not. No, it's it's like a it's like a theme park hotel type type thing. They have a they have a water park and mini golf and bowling and arcade and, and all that stuff. I hear it's pretty sunny in that water park. Yeah, yeah, I gotta watch out for <laughs> sunburn in that water park. But it's 
it's just it's all kinds of manufactured fun. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> but uh, we we took the kiddo up there, and um, yeah, basically you go and you check in, and and I'm sure other places are like this as well. Like I think Disney does it, and I'm sure I I think you might have mentioned like cruises, certain cruises do it, and what have you. But you go and you check in, and like they gave you this little waterproof wristband, and it has this chip in it, mm. and. Yeah, that's that's your room key. That's how you pay for your stuff. That's how you get access to your lockers at the water park, and just just everything is on that chip. Yeah, yeah, that's the new uh, the new Disney um, parks uh, have an RFID wristband. Yeah, and it, it's you know it's everything. Uh, it's basically your money. Um, it's called like My Magic Plus or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's. I don't think it's GP. I think it it uh, triangulates your location based on where you've used it, and and like things that you're walking by and stuff. But it knows where you are in the park. Yeah, and uh, can direct you to other, you know, places where there are shorter lines and stuff like that. There's all sorts of advantages to it. Um, you can imagine for yeah for yeah this this wasn't quite that advanced it was basically just let you pay for stuff and, and unlock things mm-hmm. but still it was super handy yeah on the cruise ship you have um, a C pass card which is basically ties back to your uh, a credit card on file it's what you use yeah. for everything I don't remember if you use it to open your stateroom door but I think you do yeah this this was just a little wristband and like you hold it near the lock and it just unlocks it hmm yeah, that's cool. So that I, I, I do think, like you said, you know, you don't see why it couldn't be connected to the internet, right? Or at least, or at least interfacing with a, a a larger computer network that is uploading things to the internet. Yeah, there's all sorts of you can imagine all sorts of analytical information that would be useful to the the Great Wolf people, but also yes. to you guys specifically. So, um, uh, in my neck of the woods, a whole bunch of Amazon boxes were delivered to my house this week. Yes, I saw you ordering things, and I was wondering what you were going to build, so I'm excited to hear this. Yeah, so far I'm just kind of like experimenting, like getting comfortable with how things work, and and then once that sinks in, kind of think like, oh, how could I use this in a way that's actually useful and not just gimmicky? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm quite there yet, but I've definitely learned a lot. Um, so the the uh, longtime dear listeners will know that I got uh, the Philips Hue LED Wi-Fi light bulbs for um, Christmas. Yes, and I've been jealous ever since. And you should be because they're awesome. <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> but cheap, my house didn't sure. catch on fire the day after Christmas, so whatever. We're even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get to use them for like one day or something. Uh, I must get them for my birthday because I had them for more than one day. It was a early Christmas present, maybe. Maybe. But anyway, anyway, yeah, so um, so I got, uh, once the basement got redone, we have six lights in the ceiling now. So I, I got three more, and I put them, so the whole basement ceiling lights are these LED lights, and they're connected to a... Nice. Um, via, I think it's Zigbee, but it's kind of like, yeah. uh, like Bluetooth um, wireless protocol. They're all connected to this base station, which looks like, uh, oddly enough, a smoke detector. <laughs> and you, you plug the uh, base station into your router and you configure it with like uh, the, either an iPhone or an Android app. 
So you go up to the, the you know, you, you plug, you just screw the light bulbs in and, uh, and launch the app and the app tells you to go over to the smoke detector and hold the button in the middle of it down. And, and that sort of like the fact that it just told you to do that and that you're obviously in close enough physical proximity to press the button, uh, kind of unlocks it for you. It's kind of like your password. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no password or anything like that, but that's like the security. So someone outside the house could actually see the base station and launch the app, but uh, wouldn't be able to do anything with press it because the they button. wouldn't be able to press the button. So it's like like syncing a Bluetooth device. Right. So that was kind of cool. So, But the, the thing is, the base station, um, there's two ways to control the lights. So you can... You can use the app, and it's really just talking on the LAN to your uh, Wi-Fi, and it you know it's talking just not over the internet, but over the LAN to the Wi uh, the base station, and the base station tells the lights to do whatever you want them to do. Right. And uh, uh, which is you know they can change color, they can go uh, up and down in intensity, and they can blink. So those are the three things you can tell them to do. And. Uh, but in addition, so you can control it on the land from the app and you're talking to the base station with the app and, or, um, the, the base station is like, I think it's polling a website, the, the, mm. the, uh, hue website. So you can go to, I think it's myhue.com, and you can control the lights from there. So you could be away from home and, uh, turn on your, your, you know, you could have these lights in the living room or whatever and and make it look like you're having a, a disco yeah. party while you're away. And that that communication channel goes from the website, obviously the web server. Uh, it's, it's somehow, and it's not obvious how, but somehow the base station knows who you are, probably when I configured the, uh, when I configured the app. So something, something very, very kind of hacky and workaround-ish happens. So that the the your login on the website knows that um, belongs it's to those you. lights, yeah, yeah. That's like somehow there's a connection between the base station and you, your account on the web server. Yeah. So once you log into the web server, you can do the exact same things that the app can do, but there's like a, there's like a couple second lag to it. It's not it's not totally instantaneous. It's maybe a one or two second lag. So I don't know if it's polling or or what it's doing, but um, it's it's not quite as snappy. Right, but you don't have to be connected to the land to do it. So, right, yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't matter that it's laggy because you probably wouldn't control it that way anyway. <laughs> you're not gonna be there. Yeah, you're not there anyway. So, um, so that's cool. So that's that's that device, uh, and it's it's really more of a lighting. It's like a lighting solution. So like you can you can uh, I don't know you control your lights from anywhere. So it's like it's funny too because people are like, well, who cares? Like. Like, why would you, why would you want to do that? And I feel like saying to them, that's like saying, like, who cares about a TV remote control? (laughs) Like, you don't need it, but you want it. Right. (laughs) It's like, once you can control your lights remotely, you don't want to go back. Yeah. If nothing else to mess with your kid who's home. Oh my God. He loves them. Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) But even what, like, I'm, I did it right now. Like, when we were starting on the podcast, I was, like, sitting down and the lights were on white, bright, because I was plugging in cables and stuff. But, you know, I wanted to, like, get into a more chill mood. Yeah. And, you know, like, put down my computer, get up, go over to the switch, 
have to slide the slider on the switch mm. all the way over there on the wall. Like, oh, can you imagine? Ooh. It's archaic. But it's like, uh, you know, we just got the air conditioner we just bought comes with a remote control. And it's like, it's like, I don't want, you know, it's kind of hard to go yeah. over to the, um, uh, the AC and know that it's pointing in the right direction for where you're sitting on the couch when you're not sitting, <laughs> on the, you know, it's like trying to adjust the volume on the TV and then you yeah. go sit down on the on the couch and you're like, oh, it's still too loud. And then you have to get up and go change the volume again, sit back down. Oh, it's it's too quiet now. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like our 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 second air conditioner has a remote control. Yeah. Because one was one was not enough. Yeah, and it makes it it makes you sound like the laziest person on the whole planet, but it's a different experience. Like it's just a it different it's a different thing. It takes it to a different level. It's the space age bachelor pad. Yeah. That we've been promised. Finally here. Our, our Jetsons home. <laughs> exactly. Now, if, if only I could get me a Rosie. That'd be good. <laughs> that sounded weird. It sounded like a euphemism. <laughs> no, it was not a euphemism. <laughs> I, I actually want a robot to clean my house. <laughs> I got it, but I have a feeling there's some people on the line that don't know what a Rosie is. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, Google it. Um. So the so the cool thing is that since these lights are controllable from their website, uh, there there's also a channel set up on ift iftt.com iftt.com that uh, that can sort of OAuth on your behalf into the 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 uh, Philips Hue website and make your lights do stuff for other reasons. Turn blue. Oh, someone just tweeted you. Right. Which that's probably pretty weird, but you can. Um, there's like uh, channels on uh, their triggers on if like um, the weather, and you could set the lights to change based on the weather or based on the time of day. So like you could have them uh, turn off at sunset or, or sunrise and turn off at sunset. You could have them change throughout the day to be uh, basically correspond to the color of the weather. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, so that's that's pretty cool and it's one of those things that you know you'd be like why would i want that and it's like yeah i want to i want one i want them to turn red when my server goes down yeah exactly so there's there's all sorts of things you can do um there yeah, something like 60 channels on ift that that you can all send as that use as triggers to do different things to your lights either change the color change the intensity or um, flash them so the the th- that sounds kind of interesting. All those things are kind of like geeky interesting, but in practice, they're not the stuff that's more subtle is the stuff that I think is more realistic. Yeah. So like the example that you just gave of like flashing, if your server goes down, um, no one but us would use that. It's like, it's a geek thing. (laughs) I wouldn't even use it because it, it assumes that I'm in my basement. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's the, and that's the, also when I talk about the, the blank that, uh, it's the same kind of thing. There are not too many things that you can, certainly not something stationary like these light bulbs that you'd ever want to use for an alert. Yeah. You'd like a text message. Yeah. You just don't, yeah. You don't, you just don't want to use a station, any kind of stationary object. You don't want to use it for alerts. It sounds like it's the first thing I thought of too, but then you're like, well, what if I'm not in my basement? (laughs) You know? It's they're more useful, I think, for um, for just making the environment that they're installed in more 
adaptive to mm-hmm. your your needs and not so much like someone mentioned you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you can, and it has a, a little quirky, geeky fun factor to it, but it's not very practical or useful. Yeah. So like, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. So the, one of the other things I got was the, uh, the Wemo switch and motion detectors. Mm-hmm. And what this is, is a little, uh, it looks like a, an old fashioned, um, Christmas tree light timer. Uh, there's two pieces. There's one one of the switch, and you plug that into an outlet, and then you can plug a uh, like a lamp or whatever into the into the switch, and you do some configuration with a, a native app. And now all of a sudden, you can set rules for the switch, and you can also target the switch as an endpoint for API calls. Yeah. And the switch, it's either on or off, basically. You can say, you, you can create these rules in IFT or, or wherever you want to, but it's easiest in IFT. Create these rules to say, you know, same thing. At, at sunrise, shut off, or at 11 p.m., shut off. Or uh, if it's during the day but raining, turn on. But if it's during the day and sunny, don't turn on. Um, you can send flash messages to that, too. But again, it's like notifications don't really make as much sense as I thought they would on a stationary object. Uh, so, so that's the switch, but it also comes with this motion detector that you set up separately. And right now I have set up in my office. So when I come downstairs, the motion detector sends a, a, a ping to the, um, uh, the uh, Wemo website. And I've got that OAuth with uh, IFT as well. So every time I, I walk into the basement, uh, I, and I set up a whole bunch of alerts. So it sends me an email. It sends me a text message. It sends me a push notification with that pushover app. And uh, it also blinks my blink light. Mm-hmm. So, which I'll talk about in a second. But, and this is actually super funny. And it's the, it's the thing that is, is closer to useful than any of the other stuff so far. <laughs> uh, which is, um, if anybody comes downstairs, even when I'm not home, I get all sorts of, I'm notified in a bunch of different ways. Right. And I'm slowly deciding which one of the ways is the most useful. But, uh, like, it's hilarious. Like, I'll be, I'll be, like, this morning I was in bed. Erica always gets up before me because she gets up with Cooper. So I was, like, waking up and all of a sudden my phone goes, da da. And I was like, yeah. oh, Erica just went in the basement. Like Erica's doing laundry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm like, oh, you know, this is not, super useful in my basement office but i have this new office right and it would be pretty interesting uh it's a little i suppose a little big brotherish and sneaky but it would be kind of funny to set it up in that office so that because i'm hardly ever there you know i only go there for like yeah like phone calls and occasionally do the podcast if we ever manage to do it during the day and uh set it up there and i've got uh, uh i could leave a laptop there so if I get a text message that someone's in my office, I'd be like, hey, why is someone in my office? Yeah, exactly. And then I could just remote desktop into the computer and turn on the webcam and see what's going on. Yeah. It's so like a security system on the cheap. Yeah, sort of cheap. Sort of, exactly. So it's like, huh, that's, that's I'm not going to do that, but it's, it's kind of interesting. And I could imagine doing something like, um, something a little bit more, if I had a couple more of these, mm-hmm. using them for like check-ins to kind of 
there's probably easier ways to do this, but <clears throat> there. So the the problem with the the problem with the motion detector is it's kind of dumb. It's just motion, like something yeah. something moved in the room. It doesn't know it's you. Yeah, it could be the wind blowing a curtain. Yeah, or the dogs. You know, it's like, uh, and you can set the sensitivity, and you can tell it like not to detect every single motion. You know, wait five. If, yeah. if nothing happens for five minutes, then if something happens, then then let me know. But not every ten seconds. Yeah. See, this is where you need those those RFID chips. To like as like, like identification. Tag people. Tag your family. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put it past me. <laughs> um. Yeah. So like the in the park. So I'm like, ah, this, there's something here. There's something interesting about it, but there, it's kind of hard for me. I'm still trying to get used to it, but there's the the lights and the motion detector and uh, and the, the even the blink USB light, which you can carry with you, but doesn't make a ton of sense to do that. Yeah. All of them are, this is going to sound stupid to say, but all of them are intrinsically not mobile. So all and it's funny because I think a lot of the things I kind of imagined I'd use them for were very mobility like things, mm-hmm. but really that's not that's not what they're good at. No, it's it's more like home automation. Yeah, it's it's definitely Internet of Things, but it's not mobile. Right. Yeah, and I was kind of that's exactly it. I was kind of conflating those two things, and it's really not. It's it's more home automation and making your house smarter and more. You're customizing. You can really, really customize your environment really, really nicely. Um, one of the one of the I, I'm just noticing all these little side effects. I haven't come up with a really strong use case for any of it yet, mm-hmm. other than being able to control the lights because that I do don't want to go back to not being yeah. able to do that. Yeah, like, as 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 someone who needs very specific control over my lighting the ability to be able to do this based like have it just automatically adjust based on time of day or outside conditions mm-hmm. to me sounds awesome. Yeah. It's really it's really cool. It makes me it bums me out when I'm in a room that I can't do it. I'm like, yeah. "Oh god. I have to go turn on the light." <laughs> <laughs> I have to go like when we we had all this stuff, all the work done in the house, all the lights in the main floor have sliders so you can you yeah. can set the mood and you like get off the couch and you go over and you slide and you go back sit down well it's a little dimmer than i wanted i you guys can't quite read my kindle you go back over and like adjust it a little bit more it's like ah yeah you know i guess that'll work it's like it sounds so lazy but it's it's just as it's it's no lazier than a remote control for the tv which is obviously indispensable at this point yeah and it's it's funny too because you wouldn't think like oh i'm I'm adjusting the the brightness of the light and i'm standing here at the switch and i'm adjusting it it's going to feel the same over there as it does here but but no it doesn't <laughs> yeah not at all yeah and especially if you're doing you know and these lights are very subtle you know there's like yeah. the you know full rgb color palette and you've got the intensity and brightness and it's really it's really different throughout the room because we've got like six pot lights and you know if you're in one spot it's really red another spot's really blue and uh you know you want to adjust it from where you're sitting yeah so i do it you know i definitely there's definitely a place for this and it's definitely getting way easier to cobble things together Mm -hmm. using um you know, freely available tools. The most expensive piece is like the the physical objects. 
Yeah. Like, like the yeah. the lights, the lights are really pricey. Yeah, they are. The lights were a splurge, but they're my favorite one, so I guess it's worth it. Yeah, I I almost bought them the other day, but um, I, I ended up accidentally buying a new iMac instead. <laughs> <laughs> Eminently more useful, I assure yes. you. It's probably big enough to light the room anyway. Yeah, I just got the 21 and a half inch. Uh, 20, 27, it's actually 27, actually seems too big to me. <laughs> yeah. My vision's not that good. I couldn't see the corners. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get vertigo. feel like you're falling yeah. into the into the web. So, let's see. So, the last thing, the last little device I got is really promising. Um, it's this little, it looks like a thumb drive, but it's a, even a little bit smaller than that. It's probably the size, it's like the end of my like thumbnail basically yeah i i saw that i know I, I, when you when you ordered it you tweeted the link and i was mm-hmm. looking at it i was like i have no idea what i would use that for but i want it now <laughs> yeah and it's not it's it's too expensive for what it is but i'm sure it's the kind of thing that would be like trivially inexpensive to produce eventually mm-hmm. um and it's this little led light that is the same sort of same sort of thing as the hue lights it can be pretty much any color and it's on or off and it's at a particular brightness and you can plug it into virtually anything that has a usb 2 plug and send commands to it and mm-hmm. have it do stuff and so immediately i'm like oh you know same same thought i have with the light bulbs it's like you know direct messages on twitter i can flash it or you know you can set up all sorts of mail rules so if i get if i get email from a particular person it flashes but again it's i think it's more useful I, i'm learning quickly that it's not the kind of thing that i would carry around and like leave plugged into my laptop or something like that because i don't even i don't even carry around a particular laptop yeah it's the kind of thing that instead it's this it's it's you want it to be for you want it to be for ambient information and not necessarily not it's not not notifications like you don't want to be notified on that thing because you don't know if you missed something right so it's like uh like when i walk into my basement my phone beeps for 500 reasons you know like i get an sms a push message an email <laughs> and and i did have the philips hue lights flashing but that was too annoying <laughs> and uh the trumpet goes off and then uh the 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 blink usb led blinks as well <laughs> and even though I'm looking for it, I sometimes miss the blinking of the LED. So it's not, it, it can't be for something important. It has to be for something that's interesting, but not critical. Right. And you want it in a place that is heavily trafficked. So you'd almost, it would almost be more like you'd put in a lobby or in the living room or someplace like plugged into a computer or an outlet that um, a lot of people were often around. And it would tell them information that uh, might be of interest, but isn't a big deal if they miss it. Yeah. So like, one oh, the, there's a there's a thing today, where where thing is is optional thing you're interested in. Yeah, like oh, it's it's flashing red. That reminds me that the farmers market is today. Or yeah. Um, or uh, it's see the thing is like there, it, you could say oh, or, or it's flashing blue and that means that uh, it's time to change the water filter because i set up on a timer for that to but there's like a bunch of other more easy ways to do that like you could just set up email reminders or put it in your calendar you know so it's like why would i what like what is the way 
what's the piece of info? So this, then this is the thing. So like I, I got all of these, I got them all set up and I'm just sort of experimenting with what is the, what's the killer app right, for right. an LED? What's the, what, what is the thing there? What is the thing that the easiest and, and most practical solution to informing you about it is to have this little tiny light turn blue. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm, I was like, one thing that came to mind, I'm not sure if this is good psychologically, but it occurred to me <laughs> is to, to now we've got a Google TV in the, in the kitchen and the kitchen is open into like the playroom. So it's like this big open area mm-hmm. and we've got a Google TV on the counter right in the middle of the whole thing. And it's got USB ports on it. So I could, I could plug it in there. And, and I was thinking of setting it up so that it indicated, uh, how far I was from the house and you know, like if I was getting closer or moving farther away. So, so like Cooper could see that like if, if whatever the color is like, you know, say hot, cold, if I'm home, it's red and the farther away I get from the house, the bluer it gets until it's all the way blue. And then if I'm, if, if I'm moving (laughs) or if I'm in transit, it would like flash. Yeah. I just, I just have a thought. <laughs> oh yeah, Richard's gonna want to get one of these and set them up as some, set it up as like some kind of PMS indicator for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like you're all sitting around the living room and all of a sudden it starts flashing red and everyone yeah. just stares at it for ten seconds and no one says anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we better better walk on eggshells for a few days. <laughs> Head to the hurricane yeah. cellar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. So it's it's one of those things where it has to it has to be on regularly enough so you remember what it means. Yeah. Because it's pretty low amount of information. So if it only goes on like once a year during like a you know, like tornado warnings or like flood <laughs> warnings, you're gonna be like, ah, what is what What's does that? red mean? What is two And then your roof disappears like, Oh, yeah, that's oh, what it means. Yeah, it was a hurricane <laughs> warning. Um, yeah. So it has to be something that's almost like constant. So if you, if you like that, you can just glance at it and know something like you could do it with like temperature, you know, you could, but that's a dumb thing. There's so many other better ways to do temperature. Yeah. Oh, I know what I want to use your, your, um, oh, never mind. (laughs) Your, your, your switch for. Oh yeah, what? Because you, you said you can, it's the motion detector, and you can send things to it over the API, right? Yeah. So there's two separate yeah. devices. There's the the motion de- detector just is like outward. So yeah. that's that's input, and then the the uh, switch is the output. Yeah. No, I want to I want to set it up so that um. And this is also, I guess, this could also easily be solved with a thermostat. <laughs> but um, if the if the outside temperature is at a certain degree, I, yeah, I want the fan in my office to come on. Yeah, yeah, that would totally work. Because I mean, it's not like an air conditioner that's on a thermostat. It's just a, it's yeah, it's a box fan, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right, right. Or you could have it like like here's a you know, this is a good example. You could set up the motion detector, it, like I just set up a fan in our bedroom, but we don't need it on. We're not in there. Right. So you could just set up the motion detector, like when you walk in, it turns on the fan, just automatically when you walk in. Yeah. But I'm lazy and just leave the fan on all day, so that's not a great idea either. Yeah, well, I, when it gets, I, I leave the fan on anyway because otherwise the office will heat up when I'm not in here. Yeah. So I have I have cooling issues in my office. 
well, yeah. The rest, the rest of my, the rest of my house will stay nice and cool, but the office, yeah. Yeah. Now I've got the Nest thermostat. I don't know if I don't think there is any way to hook that up um, over the Wi-Fi and control it remotely. I'm sure there are others that are. I wonder. But on the, you know, there's some some classic cases like for the Switch where you, the like the thing with the Switch is <clears throat> you ca- you can manually control it remotely. Yeah. So if you like plug in, if you use that for like your iron then you never have to worry about like whether you left it on or whatever. But I mean, and certainly the, the turning on uh, and off your lights while you're away is another good one. Um, I don't know. So I'm, I'm just going to keep playing with them and be like, uh, there is a certain sense of, um, um, power is too strong of a word, but you do feel like a, a sense of control over your environment that you didn't previously had or a piece of, you're getting it's like you're plugging things together with data instead of with like atoms Mm -hmm. and it has a i mean for for a guy like me that feels a lot better yeah it's kind of a feels like a i guess like a more holistic approach because you can all have it react in response to other things going on Mm -hmm. yeah and More, more integrated and there's like almost there's there's already more ways for me to trigger them than I can even think I need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like like uh, like how many channels are there? There's like 62 channels on Ift. So things like Twitter and and email and RSS feeds and Dropbox and Instagram and Facebook and Tumblr. There's just a million things. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and these things that are pure web things are now bleeding into the real world because stuff that happens in cyberspace can now control electrical appliances in my house or like this LED light or my light bulbs. Um, and it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty futuristic and wacky. It is, yeah. I I feel like the the switches have like the most immediately obvious practical uses, mm-hmm. and the like the hue lights have like lots of useful sort of ambient mood lighting, like controlling your environment type of uses. But the the LED light is, I mean, it's really it's I find it really really interesting. But like I unlike you, I just haven't figured out the perfect perfect use case for it yet but it, yeah of, of the three in terms of interesting potential for things i don't know it's just there's something about it that's really interesting mm. yeah all of it all of it's really cool and the, the i think the big message to take away from it though is that it's 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 fairly jaw-dropping that all of these little random pieces of electronics built by every single one of them built by a different manufacturer uh a company, a huge company like Philips, and like a, a small company that that you know got their money from Kickstarter. They all work together. Yeah. Because they've all got APIs, and yeah. and I'm using Ift just because it's easy. But you could use your own. You could make your own. Right. They're all just REST enough. APIs, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I well, well, see that that's the beauty is ish. I don't even know. Yeah. Like it, it's. You know, you basically OAuth. You go into uh, Ift, you create an account, and you OAuth against various things. Like you OAuth against Gmail, you OAuth against um, 
the Wemo yeah. website or, you know, all these other things. And then uh, some of the things like the Blink LED, you just, you, you, when you plug it into your computer, there's this configuration program that you open and it'll give you like uh, an API key. And then you could use that to identify yourself in IFT with that. So that doesn't have like an, that, that one doesn't have its own website. You just use an API key. Yeah. Oh, I just, I just, <laughs> I just figured out what I would use those for. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. I need a, I need some kind of board with a bunch of different LE or USB ports that I could label mm. and then I would just, just plug them in and, and you would, they would light up when you had, um, pull requests waiting on your GitHub repositories that you're monitoring. <laughs> so, yeah. Cause those aren't urgent things. Like you can just glance over to the board and see them. And, yeah. Like ooh, ooh, pull request. <laughs> so it's really, I, I'm very, uh, I'm bullish on the whole thing. I, I can, playing with them, you can feel that there's something good there. Mm-hmm. But it's super, and, and and it's it's extremely encouraging that all of these different devices uh, have APIs and are are already integrated with this one website but you could integrate stuff on your own if you felt like really getting under the hood and that's very all very encouraging but it is super duper v1 like all the stuff is even as easy as ift makes it it's still pretty wonky like a lot of stuff is like wait a second how does this work and and you know they're all different like the blink thing even though it's you know it's it's you know simple as if something happens, then blink this thing. It's uh, there's still enough setup of each different thing that's different. There's no pattern to the way, right? No, nothing in common with the way you set up a blink compared to the the Wemo. Like I feel like both of them actually get really, really. It's way too overcomplicated. Like they tried to they tried to give you too many options, and it's like mm-hmm. wait a second, this is a brand new concept. Could you make the config a little easier? Yeah, I feel like Hue is probably the easiest user-friendly out of the box. Yeah, Hue, Hue nailed it. Uh, yeah. If you ask me, because it it's one of the, it's it just works. You're like, whoa! It's it's almost like, how do it know? <laughs> <laughs> but like the Wemo one is super annoying because, and I think they did it like this to make it um, to not have a base station, mm-hmm. but when you first plug them in, they are a Wi-Fi access point. So yeah, it's annoying. So, so you have to take your smartphone, you switch your smartphone onto that network. Yeah. I've I've dealt with that before with some security cameras. Yeah. It's lame. It, it, yeah. But I suppose the only other options were, I mean, honestly, I would have rather, I would have rather a lot of things than connect to it like that. I would have rather I had to plug it into a computer with a USB to configure it initially. Cause yeah. if, because what you have to do is um, like the switch connects to your home Wi-Fi, but your home Wi-Fi has a password if you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so you have to put that password in somewhere. And it's so this whole like the whole way they did it there i'm sure they i'm sure they discussed at length how they were i'm sure you know, obviously they discussed at length how they were going to do it and there must have been some good reason to pick uh you know broadcasting the wi-fi as an access point but it's really and you know if you have and i had two of them at once so i'm like which one's which mm-hmm. and uh it's just really clunky uh, it would have been cooler if you ask me if they if they if you just plugged it into a computer or you um 
it you connect to it with Bluetooth or something. It's just or it really how did, how did, I the Hue works so smoothly that I can't even remember how the setup went. But like, why isn't it? Why can't I just go over to the uh, to the light to the switch and push a button? Yeah, and say like I'm yeah. obviously controlling this. I'm pressing the button, and it should it should like either use Zigbee or I, I don't I don't remember how it worked with the uh, the base station. I don't I don't understand why it worked. I guess because it was hardwired to my network it was able to find yeah. it on the land with like bonjour or whatever it's called yeah zigbee zigbee is an open protocol isn't it i don't know zigbee for people who don't know it's zigbee is a very clever um protocol for creating mesh networks of smart things and uh it's kind of like bluetooth but without all the bs but i i have a feeling it's not open which is why um uh, I think it hasn't caught on. Mm. It says it's based on a stem. Looking at Wikipedia real quick, it says it's it's based on uh, standard based, but yeah, license ah. for non commercial purposes. The Zigbee specification is available free to the public. Yeah, but none of these things are gonna, you know. <laughs> anything you buy is not going to be non-commercial right so like if you're hacking something together with your arduino mm-hmm. go for it but if you're going to buy something they're either going to license zigbee or they're going to use something else yeah and they'll use something else <laughs> so hence probably the reason that the that the um the wemos use wi-fi yeah so anyway dear listener that's probably that's probably enough suffering for one week (laughs) interesting things though yeah it it is very interesting i'm sure i'll have a lot more to report as as i eventually if i hopefully come up with some use for all these toys laying around yeah i want to i want to tie one of the one of the led indicators in with the online grading system for our school system so i can get like it'll (laughs) it'll change based on kira's math grade there you go (laughs) you better work harder kid that's getting yellow (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> there might be a title in there somewhere <laughs> anyway so that's our show for this week I'm Jonathan Stark and I'm Kelly Shaver we hope you join us again next week for the niche podcast bye bye <laughs>